0: Here's your conservative,
1: but not bitter host, Todd Hoff. Well, I got to tell you, it has to feel good for you to tune into conservative, not bitter talk, especially given all of the nonsense, the hate, the... I, it is remarkable what we have to contend with right now, especially with everything going on with Roe v. Wade, the beginning, really, of the campaign season. There is a lot. I don't know if you follow any of these uh, pro-abortion protests. I mean, some of those, some of those people that are there, literally, literally, sound like they are. Um, I, I mean, it, it sounds like it's straight from the, the pits of hell, my friend. Speaking of that, speaking of that, I forgot to mention recently, uh, the Satanic Temple, Satanic Temple released uh, a statement about abortion and the importance of that. In fact, they even cited, this was a week or so ago, they even cited in their press release that the right to uh, an abortion should be permitted to members of the satanic temple. I I have to be honest, it gives me, I told Oz this as I was reading this earlier, it gives me chills down my spine, and I'm not playing some... (laughs) This is not. I'm not making this up. When I read this, when I read this statement here, that's from the Satanic Temple. Um, this press release. This was dated. What is the date of this thing? This is. This was tweeted out on Cinco de Mayo. So, what? Uh, about two weeks ago. Part of this statement. I just didn't get to this, and I just as I was thinking about. How fortunate you are to tune into conservative, not bitter talk every day and don't have to listen to (laughs) some uh, people foaming at the mouth at some of these. Now, we might play clips of that, but of course we uh, don't act like that, obviously. But this, this statement says TST members, which is what? The satanic temple members should be permitted a religious exemption to perform TST's religious... Abortion Ritual, I mean it's right there, this is straight, this is written straight out of the pits of hell, truly. Anyway, I want to get into some things today, in fact this reminds me of something I, I meant to mention as well over the past past few weeks, but welcome to the program, I'm your host Todd Huff, email todd at toddhuffshow.com, and if you listen, do me a favor, if you listen to this podcast on Apple, or where really wherever you listen to it, if you're listening to it on the podcast, or you can email you can email uh, your thoughts, um, what you think about this program, what you like about it. We're actually, I've got a, we've got a new intern and we're going to be using those. We'll use, we won't use your full name, but we'll use, um, I don't know, I think we use first name, last initial or some such thing. Um, in some of our just promotions as we're starting to, to grow the program, which you know that we're Working on doing here and getting into other markets, growing the podcast, all that sort of stuff. But you can email those, or if you listen on iTunes or whichever platform, it would mean a lot to me if you'd fill out a a quick review or rating. That helps uh, get followers and so forth as well. So I want to start today. I want to start today as as I said off the top here. This I'm half well. I'm not joking when I say it i'm I'm actually very serious that there is there is nothing on the left that is remotely close to this program and in and, uh, insofar as we talk about i don't know the the respect this host has if you're a liberal and you've tuned in here today i don't I don't hate you I don't need to hate you. I don't want to hate you. I don't understand people who hate another just because they have different opinions. I think you've tuned in here, and you're going to enjoy the heck out of yourself. I think you're going to be a fan of this program. I think you're going to sit around and listen to this program, probably go back into archives, probably find out that we agree on more things than um, without, and for those who may misunderstand this, without compromising a single conservative principle, I think you'll find that we agree on more than you ever dreamed possible and I welcome you to send me your thoughts and opinions and feedback and always some adoration and praise as well but I I have respect for the people that listen to this program Um, I don't need to unnecessarily um, you know act as though you can't keep up I sometimes will joke if the if a Bernie Sanders, listener is tuned in. If we're doing something with math, I might say take it easy, grab your calculator. Actually, just trust me to tell you the math on this because you've subscribed to the Bernie Sanders school of math, and that's not a very uh, you know. If if that's the math that you subscribe to, then there's something obviously going on there. <laughs> but it's all in, it's all in good fun. So, but there's there's so much angst and hatred, and and of course it, we get we talked about these these shootings yesterday and then now of course everyone is blaming blaming what tucker carlson fox news um for advancing a theory that they say fuels this hatred fuels this hatred i actually think as i said yesterday i'm not going to repeat yesterday's program you can go back and listen to archives from yesterday but i think if you go back and listen to what i said on that program yesterday it's much more accurate much closer um uh, anything in reality than the left could even possibly stumble upon. I think, I think one of the problems uh, that, that we've got here today is that we have, we have abandoned this concept of, of truth. In fact, we have one worldview and ideology that is truly hell-bent on making sure that we do not even consider the possibility of truth. In fact, they reject that there is truth they don't want to uh, have any discussions whatsoever. They, they deny truth. You talk about people that are in denial. There's a whole ideological movement, a worldview that rejects the notion of truth, which, of course, is a self-defeating principle for anyone who has any sort of logical abilities whatsoever whatsoever. It's a self-defeating argument to say the only truth is that there is no truth. Of course, that doesn't make any sense. But then again, look at what they have have pressed upon the American people. I mean, it's an entirely, yeah, the, the entire worldview is, is morally bankrupt and depraved. And my point yesterday, and again, I don't want to hash this all the way back out, but my point yesterday was simply saying part of the discussion that inevitably comes in the wake of these These tragic events is the part that says, Why? What are we? Is is there are there consequences? Maybe I should say, Are there consequences towards whenever we embrace an ideology that rejects truth? When we embrace an ideology that just completely welcomes in, I would contend, evil. Now, I'm not saying everything. And I'm being, I'm being very cautious here. I'm talking specifically about the radical left. I do this on a regular basis, I'm not talking about rank-and-file Democrats. In fact, rank-and-file Democrats, I want to say, hey, pay attention. Listen to me. <laughs> you and I agree on a lot more than you and the radical leftists agree on, the radical leftists that are running your party today. Those folks need to be rejected in the sense of having any sort of leadership opportunities directing your party, leading this nation, they have permanently disqualified themselves with the nonsensical, anti-logical, sometimes downright evil and wicked ideology. And I want to take a point, a moment, to, to illustrate this with a quick story. With a quick story with someone that I had spoken to personally about the issue of abortion on the telephone. This has probably been... It's been, I would say, maybe six weeks ago, a couple months ago. I was speaking with an individual um, named David, and we just—he uh, knows what I do. He he agrees a lot with what we say on this program, but he told me on the phone. This was even before the Roe versus Wade thing had hit. He said on the phone to me, "You know, Todd, I I'm personally pro-life." Um, but I don't want to force my belief on on another person. And I said, okay, and I listened to him, explain it. We went through some of this stuff last week, not not this particular story, but my conversation with David. I listened. I, I made sure I understood really what he was saying and why he was he was saying it. And I again, I tell this story to illustrate the difference. There are people, there are people now, and I know some of you may resist this a little bit, but hang in there. There are people who would consider themselves, and just like David, who are not, who are not identifying here with the Satanic Temple, who say <laughs> that the ritual, the religious ritual, should be protected by the First Amendment uh, for a someone in the Satanic Temple ugh, to um, sacrifice. Well, to, to engage in the. Ritual of abortion. It literally said that in in their press release, in their statement. Most people that I that I know who are pro-choice don't. They they say, "Hey, look, man, that's that's downright evil and wicked." We're not talking about that, and and then they start to say, "We're talking about you know women who have uh, maybe they're younger, they made a mistake, you know, and now they don't want to have." As I'm saying, how they frame it, not how I frame it, but. They don't want to have the rest of their lives. Sometimes they'll use the phrase "ruined" or whatever, um, and so they think, "Man, it's really hard for me." Especially folks, especially if someone carries a little bit of guilt and shame, and think, "You know what? I engage in some activities. Someone might think that could that could have happened to me, and it didn't. What would I have done? Am I being hypocritical to say that I, you know, I was lucky in the sense that I did things? This this is someone else." This is someone who maybe is personally pro-life, but for the sake of politics is pro-choice because they don't want to push that belief on someone else because I think they put themselves sometimes, and I'm not saying this is the case of David, I'm just saying that this is how I think people people think, and they say, you know, who am I to tell someone that they can't engage in this, even though I would never personally do it, um, whatever the case may be. And so we talked, and, you know, I asked, I asked David this, what I consider kind of the... the basic parts of this, you know, when is, when is a human life a life? When does science say that, that human life begins? And it's unequivocally you want to, the left oftentimes gets us to, well, brands, conservatives, brands, conservatives as anti-science, which is, which is insane. Now I'm not saying there's no conservative person who doesn't understand science or anything like that. That's not what I'm saying. But the ideology does not reject scientific truths. For example, look at what the radical left does when it comes to the issue of of life. I mean, it, there is no debate. There is no confusion that life begins at conception. A life of a new, genetically unique human being that begins at conception. There's no other point. Folks, they, they can try to hem and haw and... Use smoke and mirrors and all this sort of stuff, but the truth is not going to change. Life begins at, accept, at conception, absolutely, unequivocally, no doubt whatsoever. Science has spoken, as they, as they would like to say. Science has weighed in here. No amount of wishing and hoping and uh, you know, formulating some sort of. Uh, uh, Sophist's argument here is going to succeed for anyone who keeps his or her eye on the ball during the debate. Life begins a conception, period. And so and so if we believe a human life is worth protecting, then why would we differentiate that between um you know its earliest stages? Now I'll grant that it's not as fully developed, but are okay, then then let's have that discussion. Let's have that debate as to whether or not we should start categorizing or saying that life is not worth protecting until it reaches a certain stage. I mean, it, it, it really becomes difficult. It becomes philosophically untenable, indefensible to do this. And so I was having this discussion with David, and on our phone call, I didn't get, I mean, pushy or anything like that. He was, of course, very open as well. You could, I think, I think he was, I don't want to say he was almost looking for a reason to be persuaded, but I, he was open to it, right? I think he was he was open to it. And at the end of our discussion, David said to me, and he said this to me. I mean, I'm just telling you what he said. Again, the same things have happened to you. The same things can can happen to you whenever you you know have discussions or conversations with people. He said to me, "Well, you've changed. You've changed my perspective on this. I'm, I've changed my viewpoint, and I'm. I think it makes." total sense to be pro-life and again I didn't folks what what changes someone's minds is the truth and it's being presented it's really just it's just presenting it right it's just presenting it in a way that's um, not (laughs) it that's not aggressive and too overly I don't know just it can get intense right and so that's what that's what he said. So I, I say that story just to say to you that when we look at these things happening in the world today, everyone who's <clears throat> on one side of an issue, the opposite side of truth, may not fall into, in the extreme example here, the, the extreme part of this case, the satanic temple who thinks that the, right to an ab- the so-called right to an abortion should exist, um, if for no other reason, under the First Amendment that protects ritual abortion for Satanists. They've literally written this out. That is that is pure evil. That is embracing darkness. That is rejecting truth. That is illogical. That is unreasonable. That is completely and utterly morally depraved. And my friends, not everyone comes to it with that viewpoint. Sometimes I think, sometimes I think pro pro-life folks assume that everyone's in that pure, dark state of mind and heart. And that's not, that's not the case. I think some people just need a reason and the truth presented to them in a way. And I say this because that's kind of, as I started off the top of this show, that's kind of the, the, the premise. It, the premise of conservative, not bitter is that I believe so much in these ideas. I believe so much in truth. I believe so much in not just in, say, my ability to articulate. I also believe in another person's ability to understand if it's presented in the right way. It's more about having faith in the other person to just put the pieces together. If you can present it clearly and concisely and not go to blows over it, people can choose to follow truth. Again, this is not all people. Again, as the extreme example, you've got the satanic temple out there wanting to defend what they think is the right of their members to sacrificially uh, have a ritual killing of of an unborn child, which of of course is despicable and evil. But that's not, again, most people. Now, if you go to some of these, you'll hear me use different terms, and they're not synonymous. When I say pro-abortion rally, I don't mean... Pro choice. I don't mean the people like David, who says, you know what, before our conversation, he was of the opinion that, you know, I don't want to tell someone this, but I think personally they should choose to protect the life of a child. I would never do this, but who am I, sort of thing. That's not where David was. That's not where a big chunk of Americans are. But you go to one of these pro choice rallies and you listen to some of this. I'm talking, some of these things that people say sound straight demonic. In fact, I heard, maybe I'll play the clip. I don't know if I want to do that today. I've got other places to get to. I know Oz, we got to take a break here. But um, what I'm getting at is is that some of the things that people say, um, one, one individual, I heard this on social media during an interview, she said that it's a woman's choice, even if the baby's a two-year-old baby, two-year-old child. It's a woman's choice as long as the woman's alive. I guess you know, my mom is in her late sixties. I guess by that logic, my mom could have me off tomorrow, and that be Oz is nodding like she thinks that's a good idea. I don't know about that, Oz. But anyway, this is that is evil. That is morally bankrupt. That is not even wanting to try. That is brainwashed. That is not thinking for oneself. That is someone who is completely overcome and overtaken. By evil and folks, those are oftentimes the people with the microphones. Those are oftentimes uh, the, the people that have the loudest voices. They definitely sound the craziest, and they're to many people the most intimidating. But they're the most insane. And well, if they didn't have power to make their decisions part of our lives, it'd be comical to watch the itty, idiocy of this whole shenanigan. But anyway, that's not most people, and that's what I wish people, more people would would understand is that a lot of people are really close, really close to understanding or accepting a lot of constitutional conservatism. And we just have to be able to present it in ways that connects, helps them connect the dots. That's really what it is. I got to take a time out long in this segment. As per usual, during the first uh, segment of the show, sit tight, my friends, listen to conservative, not better talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff, back in just a minute. (laughs) Friends. So I had actually had this soundbite that I alluded to last segment queued up here. Uh, and I, I want to play this. I wasn't going to. I wasn't sure. This is actually a clip of an interview that uh, someone from Live Action, a pro-life group, um, conducted. I don't know who this who this individual is. And so there, you'll hear music playing in the background of this, light music. And just Listen to this. Listen to this commitment. And I don't know as you listen to this, I want you to think. I just want you to ask yourself, is this someone who has simply heard the talking points for so long she doesn't even know what they mean? She's just bought them hook line and sinker no matter how extreme how how extreme the case may be. I mean, ask yourself this question, or has she simply been, has she been trained to not give an inch in a debate, no matter how ridiculous, and wicked and insane you sound? This is I. This this is again. I I, I just wanted to do this and go through this today because not everyone who rejects truth is like this this lady. This lady is committed. To things in evil ways. Some people, as my friend David, which is who I uh, shared a story about him last, last segment, that is somebody um, who was open to just having it presented in a certain way. And then he would put the pieces together and say, you know what, that actually does make a lot of sense to be pro-life. Let's just, I need to be pro-life. And I'm just picking this issue because off the top, I said, look, the radical left has nothing like this program. They have foaming at the mouth. They have screaming. They have blaming conservatives like Tucker Carlson um, or Fox News or just anyone who's not in that godless wing of the of the media, the godless radical left, they they are all about destroying them, taking them down, misrepresenting them. They're just again, they're foaming at the mouth, they're upset, they're beyond upset. They're they're totally Um, they're totally and completely, uh, just, I mean, they hate, they hate, they don't have the, they don't know the first thing about the equivalent of a, of a liberal, not bitter voice out there or a radical leftist, maybe not bitter voice, but I want you to listen to this. This is, this is powerful stuff and it's sad. It's disgusting as well, but listen to how far they're prepared to take this nonsensical position and how quickly they're willing how, how much they're willing to to pitch their camp in this place of pure moral depravity I Believe in abortion after birth would you, would you say? i believe in whatever the woman wants to choose to do that's her choice at any point of the child's life at any point of the lady's life that's her choice to kill another person's body it's gonna always be her choice even always. after the baby's born. It's always her choice. Always. So if they're two years old. It's always her choice. Always I can kill my two-year-old. It's a woman's right to choose. To kill their child at any point. It's a woman's right to choose. There it is. It's a woman's right to choose. At any point, it's a woman's right to choose. Two-year-old child, it's a woman's right to to choose. When they go to f- kindergarten, it's a woman's right to choose. When they learn to ride their bike, it's a woman's right to choose. When they learn to read, it's a woman's right to choose. When they get their first boyfriend and girlfriend or whatever, you know, in, in elementary, it's a woman's right to choose. When they get their driver, it's a woman's right to choose. Folks, this is, this is evil this is programmed this is either they had this individual and there's lots of people like this i you've seen clips out there where if you ask them a question these some of these again i differentiate the pro-abortion crowd versus the even just the the pro-choice crowd there's if you want to split them into certain groups some who just want to say hey i'm not prepared to take that right away from someone that's and again, I don't agree with this. I'm just saying that they're much more reasonable versus the side that'll tell you you can off your two year old, or in my case, my mom could off her forty four year old. I mean, where does this where does it stop? This is this is we don't have a society at this point, my friends. I mean this this right here, this belief in and of itself, and I'm not saying it's every person who's pro choice. I, I made that clear. But this is, whoever thinks that this worldview has the right or has the, uh, the respect necessary to govern a society, are you freaking kidding me? It's a woman's right to choose. What about when they marry? Have kids of their own? It's a woman's right to choose. Where does this end? Right? Where does this end? They're angry, and this is just, folks, we're nowhere near, this is, it's going to get ugly. It's already gotten ugly. I mean, we got Supreme Court justices being intimidated. The good news is, and I hold I hold out hope on this, is the American people seem to have had enough of this stuff. American people seem to have possibly been awakened um, to just what we're being subjected to here, how morally depraved, how... Economically terrible, how philosophically terrible these policies and worldviews are. There's nothing. I mean, there is nothing going the way the average person wants. Right? Nothing. Inflation. We'll talk about that after the break. Biden's new press secretary. She's not going to last long. Well, I don't know. They're probably not going to fire her because she's a black woman, and that's all we're told. That matters is your is your race and gender. I don't know why Jinsaki wasn't black, but she was a woman, so I guess that's okay too. Um, again, to the world that is superficial. That's all that seems to matter. But these answers that she's given, uh, the, the new press secretary for the White House, yikes, I mean, it is. It's I'm gonna play it for you. And it's gonna be painful to listen, but it, it goes to show that these ideas, you got to be committed to just espousing complete nonsense up there, or you can't pull it off. I think that 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 is obvious, and I'll play that. And if we, I mean, the more people see this, the more people see these pro-abortionists and their completely awful behavior, the things that they say, the things that they're really arguing for, the satanic temple out there, your ally in the political sphere, don't tell, I don't want to hear anything about the, you know, people who are far... I mean, look, I, I'm not saying that there's no problems. I mean, obviously, there are some people in any group that's that are problems, that do things that are wrong, that are violent. But I don't want anybody preaching to me that um, seems to be a lockstep with the satanic temple, to be quite honest with you. So, quick timeouts in order, my friends. You're listening here to Conservative Not Better Talk. When we shift gears after this break, going to play soundbite uh, from the new White House Press Secretary... <laughs> and it is i mean it is a gem she she fumbled all over herself and of course i part of me well i don't want to say i feel sorry for her because she knows what she's signing up for she's she's signing up to be america's number one professional deceiver for the president of the united states but it, it is it is so indefensible what we're subjected to that any person with 1% 1% interest in the truth. I'm not sure they can pull this job off. And she's in trouble unless she's going over her notes right now as we speak with Jen Saki or someone else there in the White House to just say, and maybe George Costanza from Seinfeld. And George Costanza says, if you, don't, if you believe it's the truth, is it really a lie? So maybe she needs to fill her mind with some of that gibberish, but she's not pulling it off so far. We'll get to that on the other side of the break. Sit tight, my friends, back here in just a minute. Welcome back my friends so jensaki has left the building moving over well metaphorically it's the same it's the same department when she goes to msnbc that's just i mean that's just like uh, you know, give her a new business card. It's like getting a new title at the same company. She's just, she's going to the PR firm for the Democrat party and for the white house. Uh, But she's no longer the press secretary at the white house. Um, There is a, a new press secretary at the white house. And this is Corrine Jean Pierre. And, she yesterday was her her first day um and again, I've gone through this before in fact i've gotten um emails about this very thing we've i've emailed with folks about just i guess jinsaki's commitment to sell it i guess uh she jinsaki and uh, and there's others too there's others on the in the democrat party who commit to this in ways that's off off the chart. Um, but Jen Psaki would commit to it. She would sell it. Um, no matter how crazy it got, she, she followed the techniques. Um, she was able to make the craziest things in the world seem less crazy. Of course, not to those of us who pay attention, but she just had a commitment to hanging in there, and, and no matter how insane it got, just following the script. Now, this is Kareem John pierres first day, so maybe she just had butterflies. Maybe she's just not up to the job. I don't know. But what we experienced here, this this is unbelievable. I mean, this shouldn't happen, right? This, this shouldn't happen. And again, the Democrats, or the Biden administration, I guess is in a peculiar position. If she can't get this figured out, I mean, surely they're not going to... I mean, they wouldn't straight out just fire her, a, a black female uh, spokesperson for the White House. They, they would do something else here. But again, the only the only criteria that we're ever told from about these individuals, like Kamala Harris, like Ketanji Brown-Jackson, Kareem Jean-Pierre, is their race and gender, which is really terrible in my mind. Um... As I've said on here countless times before, uh, either gender or any race, any ethnicity is absolutely capable of any of these jobs, but your race and gender are not simply qualifications for any job. But it is. It is to the superficial radical left. So here she is. This is karine Jean-Pierre I'm fielding a question from, yes, the ever-so-hated Peter Ducey. <laughs> And I, you just have to listen to the. This is this is something else. Just listen to the stumbling and bumbling.
0: Great, congratulations! Thanks. Nice to see you up there. Thank you. Uh, the president's Twitter account posted the other day. You want to bring down inflation? Let's make sure the wealthiest corporations pay their fair share. Mm-hmm. How does raising taxes on corporations reduce inflation? Then?
1: Um. Again, the question, how does raising taxes on corporations pay for inflation? She's going to her little binder here, flipping through to read the answer. And she's reading a lot of this verbatim. So I don't know who gave her these notes, but they probably should be fired as well. But listen to this response.
2: So, are you talking about a specific tweet? He
1: tweeted, you want to bring
0: down inflation, let's make sure the wealthiest corporations pay their fair share.
2: Look, you know, we have talked about, um, we have talked about this this past year, uh, about um, making sure that the wealthiest among us are paying their fair share. Um, and that is important to do, and uh, that is something that, uh, you know, the president has been, you know, working on uh, every day when we talk about inflation and lowering costs. And so it's very important uh, okay. that, uh, you know, as we're seeing costs rise, uh, mm-hmm. as we're talking about how to, you know, uh, you know build a, a, a America that's safe, that's equal for everyone and doesn't safe, leave everyone no. behind, okay, that is an important part the of that as well. It.
0: But how does what? raising taxes on corporations lower the cost of gas, the cost of a used car, the cost of food for everyday America. It doesn't, Peter. So look,
2: I think we encourage those who have done very well. Right, mm-hmm. especially those who care about climate change, uh, to what? support a fair ta- tax code that doesn't change, that doesn't charge manufacturers, workers, cops, builders what? a higher percentage of their earnings, that the most fortunate people in our nation, and not let this, this that stand in the way of reducing energy costs and fighting this ex- existential problem. If you think Biden's about that as an example, and to support basic collective bargaining rights as well. Right, that's also what? important, but. Look, it is you know by not without having a fair tax code, which is what I'm talking about. Then you don't know what you're talking about. Like manufacturing workers, cops. You know, it's not fair for them to have to pay higher taxes than the folks that who are who are who are not paying taxes at all. The
0: The president said, "You want to bring down inflation? Let's make sure the wealthiest corporations pay their fair share." Jeff Bezos came out and tweeted about that. He said the newly created disinformation board should review this tweet. Would you be okay with that? I'd love that. look. It's not
2: a huge mystery why one of the wealthiest individuals on earth, Right. Opposes an economic agenda uh, that is for the middle class you're that cuts some us. of the biggest cost families face. Fights inflation for the long haul. Right. And that's what we're talking about. That's why we're, ta- we're talking about you're talking uh, lowering about. inflation here and adds to the historic Folks. deficit reduction the president is achieving by asking the richest taxpayers and corporations to pair their fair share. That is what them. we're talking about.
1: You have no idea what you're talking about. That was a wild and bumpy ride that was absolutely incoherent that never addressed the question i don't know if she knows what inflation is i don't know if she understands the difference between inflation and taxes i don't know if she knows what a tweet is i don't know if she knows anything that she was bumbling about there she was reading you couldn't see it she was reading a lot of that from the the binder. I don't know if she was in the wrong section. She was flipped to taxes instead of inflation. What on earth are we talking about here? Totally embarrassing, even by Biden administration standards, my friends. Quick timeout. Listening to conservative, not better talk. I got to take a break back in just a minute. Really quickly in the time that we have remaining here, I just want to reference something that Project Veritas, Project Veritas does excellent work, but Project Veritas has released another, what, video. And in this video, Project Veritas is at, uh, well, some talking with some Twitter, senior engineer at Twitter. And that Twitter engineer is talking about how (laughs) terrible things are at Twitter, how leftist they are. In fact, he calls them commie as blank. Um, So communists, they hate Elon Musk. They're not capitalists. He's in this video talking about how much um, they, the people, at the the employees at Twitter, how much they um, don't work, working, taking weeks and months off. Um, so he, they're preparing to maybe quit in mass. I don't know where are they going to go? Turns out they're upset. You got to turn a profit. I'm just wondering who are these people that are just talking? Are, are are they that lonely and desperate? And have they got some cute girl that's going out with them and they're just spilling their guts? I mean, how many times does this have to happen before, you know, to just shut your big pie hole and not talk about how broken, Things are in your little liberal utopia, wherever it is CNN, Twitter, wherever. Anyway, don't have time to play. In fact, I couldn't play the audio here anyway because it just, you kind of need the captions because it's in a, a restaurant setting. So, quick time out, my friends. Back in just a minute. All right, my friends, all the time that we have, well, almost all the time that we have. I. I don't know if you heard this soundbite. I don't have time to play the soundbite, but Clarence Thomas. Clarence Thomas was uh, speaking in front of a group and um, was being asked questions and so forth. And he said when he does his job as poorly as the media, he absolutely will retire from the court," which I think is perfect. I love Clarence Thomas. And then he follows it up with that big, booming just entertaining laugh of his, which I love as well. So folks, the craziness is all over the place. These folks on the left are melting down. I've got to go. Have a great day. SDGC tomorrow. Take care.